Hi, Damien Marcus from 100 Not Out here. MP. Yes, Damo. We all know the importance of having a diary, but who wants a boring old day planner? Not me. Enter the journey of me. Ta-da! The incredible eight-month wellness journal designed especially for wellness peeps like you. Yes, Damo, this beautiful eight-month wellness guide is filled with questions, planners, exercises, reflective notes, and more. Endorsed by the Up For A Chat girls and loved the world over, the journey of me is a must-have if you're ready to live your best life for life. To purchase your very own journey of me and receive a free set of inspirational postcards, simply enter the code COUCH at www.wellandnew.com. That's www.w-e-l-l-i-n-e-u-x.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up For A Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. Here we are, up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And welcome to our 150th episode. Oh my God! I'm blown away by that. We've done 150. And it's more than 150 hours too because we always go over time. (laughs) Totes. Feels like we should have like champagne poppers and balloons and crowds going wild and should be should be a huge big celebration. So for everybody listening to the show, start clapping your hands. Do a do a happy dance. I think we all do a happy dance and celebrate. It's a bit exciting. So it sure is. We decided that usually, I mean, you know, the three of us, we certainly have a lot that we can talk about. But we decided that we wouldn't make today's show so much about us as we would make it about you because Up For A Chat would not exist without our following and our loyal family that talks about Up For A Chat, implements Up For A Chat in their lives and shares Up For A Chat with everybody that they know and love. So we really wanted to bring one of you guys onto the show to talk about what the last 150 episodes have been like. So welcome to today's show, the beautiful Katie Hoodless. Thank you for joining us, gorgeous girl. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's so exciting. (laughs) It's super, super cool to have one of our listeners on the show to share their journey with us over the 150 episodes. So we're going to have like a gazillion questions that we want to ask you because, you know, we just have so much that we always like to talk about. Stop it. (laughs) Um, but why don't you start off with sharing with us how you even came across Up For A Chat? Yeah, sure. So I had a um, a friend who started listening to you and I knew of Kim Morrison, but I hadn't heard of you, Karen, or you, Cindy. Well, of course, and, um, of course you know the tart. Everybody knows oh. the tart. <laughs> She oh, no, I the radio. She excuse me, excuse me. Just the fact that she said that, that's the first time I've ever had anyone say they know me before those two. So, Katie, I already love you more. <laughs> the Kiwi of the group, how funny. <laughs> you used to always make me laugh with Fleur on the radio as I was driving to work. <laughs> These oh, like chocolate for women. <laughs> I don't know what it's about, but the chocolate sounds nice. <laughs> You used to always be funny. I just, yeah, that's how I knew Kimmy. <laughs> and um, my friend said that she was really enjoying this podcast and she was, you know, 
could listen to it as she was doing the housework and she was getting a lot of information and really getting a lot out of it. And um, I downloaded it and I didn't really listen to it for straight away. Uh, and then she'd mention it again and I, I thought, oh, I must go back and have a listen. And, oh, I was hooked from the start. So <laughs> I had to go back and listen to all the episodes that I'd missed out on and play catch up. And I think I knocked that over pretty quickly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I'm now like I love Tuesdays when the podcast is released. And I've certainly um, put a lot into of what you guys are saying. Like straight away I really thought this actually really makes sense. Um, I'd try, I was 30 kilos heavier and at the time and I'd, I'd – um, I'd tried a lot of things and I think they seem to be a lot of hard work and I never really got the results that I wanted and just ended up putting on extra weight and sort of becoming even more unhappy and life was just getting a lot harder. My quality of life was, you know, sort of it, I lost a bit more every time I tried something new. And I thought this, this makes sense what they're talking about. So I actually found a naturopath who actually, sorry, I've jumped ahead a little bit. I, um, I went to a chiropractor and um, I, was, I had body aches all over and in his office as well was a naturopath and I sort of was always intrigued as to what went on in his office but sort of put it, put it aside. And the more I listened to Up for a Chat, the more sort of curious I got and he seemed to share the same, you know, real food ideas. So I actually went and saw him and it just all made perfect sense, this eating real food, cutting out um, a lot of the processed foods and just not really shopping at the supermarket anymore. And I sort of just made the change straight away and it felt so easy and like it had just made sense, how did I not know about this already? And um, so keep listening for up for a chat and I try all these different little things and I hear you talk about a book and I'll go and get it from the library and um, I'm a bit slower actually. I'm only reading The Red Tent now, Cindy, <laughs> but uh, it's been on the book list for a while. <laughs> and um, I, yeah, um, just kept going with it and my life just, just making subtle changes. I'd sometimes start work at 7 o'clock on a Saturday morning and I found myself going to the farmer's market at 5, 5.30 in the morning. Sometimes it was still dark in winter and trying to find your change um, in the dark was quite challenging so I had to take a little torch and um, so I could go home, put all my beautiful food in the fridge, ready to go to work and so I knew I had a really good week ahead because I had exactly what I needed with my organic veggies in the fridge and um yeah last um actually have a um I had a tear in my left hip which is um what sort of prompted the chiropractic visit with the pain and I actually just had the surgery at the start of August this year but at the end of last year I was asked to stop running and I sort of thought well how am I gonna feel this time I really enjoyed running and I turned 30 last year and for my 30th I got a whole group of friends together and we went to Tasmania and we did a road race together and actually put together a community project somewhat based on what your podcast is about, so the real food message. And I just wanted people in the community to know that it's really, it's not that hard to lose weight. You just make small lifestyle changes and you never feel like you're missing out. It's um, it's just really empowering, I think, for someone to hold your hand and to say, like, it's all going to be fine. And 
So I put together weekly workshops. Beautiful Kimmy opened it um, with her one of her workshops. And then each week I had different speakers, some of them that you've had on the podcast and others who I've just come across myself or products that I use. And that ran until May this year. So, yeah, like that was a little hobby to get me through while um, not being able to be active. But I just... Um, the message makes so much sense to me and what you girls talk about and all the rabbit holes and everything. There's always something to an aha or something to take away and, yeah, that's about my story. I'm sure I've missed out lots of bits. <laughs> Katie, I think what's so extraordinary about you and in listening to you is you just casually ran over the thing. You lost 30 kilos since listening to Up For A Chat. I just... I'd really love you to talk a little bit more about that. I know you just said it seems a lot more easy than what you think, but for people listening to this, 30 kilos is almost a person. So just talk us through how Up For A Chat impacted that. Not so much, I, I don't mean about us, but what was the aha yeah. or something that switched mm. on for you to have you go, I can do this? Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it... Like the eating real food, um, so I guess, so look at me before I started, I was um, drinking a lot of soft drink, eating a lot of chocolate. I was in a very high stress job and I thought eating chocolate gave me the energy to get me through the day because I was doing really long hours and um, I worked opposite Woolworths, so everything was just easy to get and, um, yeah, I was you know, I had friends sort of talk to me about, you know, what if you just gave up some, like, soft drink for this week? And I sort of thought, why would I do that? Kind of gave it a go, didn't didn't do it. And um, I just, once I sort of started listening and um, just, like, cutting down consumptions and then completely cutting out, like, soft drink has always been, even as a child, I remember we always had soft drink in the fridge. And now it's not even something that I even think about. Like I have to really think about what it was like for me, even though it's only two and a half years ago because everything has just completely changed. Um, the chocolate, yeah, that was it. And even just the fast foods and, you know, I remember I did one diet and it was a weekly weigh-in. So then directly after my weigh-in I would go and sort of binge and then kind of try and play catch-up for the rest of the week. So it's... <laughs> It's listening to you guys that, you know, um, you, that food is absolutely delicious. That, you know, I've, I made um, one of Cindy's cakes yesterday and um, it's just beautiful. And there's no, you know, like there's no comparison. And I made this beautiful ganache with it with avocado and one of Cindy's recipes as well. But it's just absolutely beautiful to make something like that and feel good afterwards. Um, whereas back at the start, I certainly, you know, would have been, I could have just kept eating and eating chocolate cake. But I never actually realised how terrible I felt. I, um, like my body, for constantly consuming soft drink and chocolate, like I thought that I was getting a lot of energy but now if I have it, I notice my mood um, and my energy just plummet. And, um, yeah, it's um, – I think I've gone off your question, I guess. <laughs> Kimmy no, was no. there. Do you want to pull me back in? 
No, Katie, I don't think you went off it at all. It was, okay. I guess what um, she's asking is um, what was it, like we, we talk about a lot of things. We talk about diet, we talk about mind, mm. we talk about exercise, we talk about, you know, changing what we're putting on our skin, what we're putting into our mouth. So mm. sometimes there's what we call um, a, a habit change that, starts you on a journey and it's called a keystone habit so it's a change that starts you on this journey that propels you to make more and more changes so I got from Kim her question being what was it that propelled you to make the first change because you couldn't have made them all together you had to go right this is where mm. I'm going to start then I'm going to go to this one so I guess I know that that's what I'm really interested what was it that yeah. You went, what do I have to change? What, what am I going to do first? Yeah, so it was definitely food. Um, I remember the naturopath on his whiteboard, he kind of had, like, do not consume. And it was, you know, the all the processed carbs, like your pastas, your rice. He also had high um, sugar fruit, like your tropical fruits. He had dates and, you know, like no soft drinks, no chocolates. And I thought right, I'm going to stick to that wall and I'm not going to have this. And I I will see him again in a week. And I, I, I just eliminated that in the first week and I went, oh, my goodness, I actually feel really good. I don't I don't remember ever feeling this good. Um, obviously, there was, after that there were lapses and – but I just – it really was that. And then it was tapping into – the mindset of like I'm going to this party, I'm not going to be drinking like everybody else, but I'm not missing out because it's my choice. Like I, I can choose to have it or I, or I can choose not to, but I do choose not to. And um, I did do a series of juice fasting, like just two-day detoxes, and I would go to parties with my – I made my own little cocktail with coconut water, raspberries and mint and a little bit of lime juice. And that was what I would have there as opposed to, like, drinking a lot of champagne that I would have before. And then it just, from there, it propelled me to keep making those food choices. The exercise has always been a little bit difficult for me because I've had the hip injury the whole time. Um, but I, I do what I can where I could. I actually did obstacle course racing there for almost a year and, um, so much fun just rolling around in the dirt and um, climbing walls and trees and things. But it's oh, that um, sounds like heaven to me. <laughs> <laughs> like if there's, gonna, if there's gonna, no, if there's any kind of exercise, I think is the gun is rolling around in the dirt and climbing trees. <laughs> True, I do. I think that is the gun fun. <laughs> there's it one was. Way, it there's one the way to get your fun. mind. Yeah, if you're going to get your mindset working for you, go roll in the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> The best thing is to roll down hills. That is the most fun. <laughs> With the animals, one of the pigs, Karen. Oh, yeah, oh, baby. Yeah. Now you're talking. It's not for Kimmy because it is Jurassic Park out there in those worlds, Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here going, are you serious? Like rolling around the grass in bloody Australia, you get eaten by ants that actually see you. You look them in the eye, they're that big. No, no. That is quite true. I got bitten by a bull ant on the weekend. Can you mm. believe that kind of pain? I mean, what is that? No. <laughs> we have to do a podcast on that. What is that? Anyway. <laughs> 
So you've done you've done some really um, you've done some really great work on yourself, and we're not even halfway through the story yet. But it's just it's so fascinating to me, Katie, that you have really. Mm. You know, when you looked at that wall, when you were, you know, you, you were getting that advice and you looked at the wall and you said, right, I am just not having that. You know, that is a defining moment for a lot of people that the very next day becomes an undefining moment because <laughs> their, you know, their habits just kicked back in. What was it that actually kept you on track? I think it was really, um, probably you girls without even knowing it, the support from you because you talk this same message every week which then gave me the confidence to believe in it to try it so although I'm looking at well I'm not going to consume it in my head I'm saying well you know this makes sense you know like they went to Karen's house and cleaned out all the stuff you know <laughs> poor Matt came home and all the projects <laughs> you know and it's what you're talking about and you know um Kim and Cindy are very passionate about it Karen's been on the journey. Poor Matt's there as well. Oh, <laughs> you yeah. Trust me. Shocked into it, Matt. I and you, um, I, I just thought this me, really makes sense. It still and, goes on. That journey yeah. still goes on in my house. <laughs> I still come home to tomato sauce in the fridge. <laughs> it's the ice magic that stuck in my mind. It wasn't oh, any. It was like, not my ice magic. Well, you know what's really hilarious? I have to tell you this. We had some friends come over and they listened to Up For A Chat all the time. So, hi, Emma. Hi, Josh. Hi, Eva. And um, <laughs> they came over and the husband, the father, Tony, said to Matt, oh, Matt, how long has it been since you've had topping on your ice cream? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're depriving him. Oh, I know, and I felt so bad. But the truth was the last time the, the truth was the last time he had had um ice magic on his ice cream was when you guys came and cleaned out the fridge. Oh <laughs> my gosh, that was ages ago. I know, and I was sitting there thinking to myself, Oh my god, is he actually gonna confess that they did that? Is he actually gonna say that three women stormed into into his fridge and ripped his life apart? <laughs> Which is why we haven't had him on the show. No, I'm only kidding. Not yet. We're not ready. We're not ready. (laughs) Oh, it's awesome. So that kind of helped you feel like you had a place to go, like you felt supported and you felt like you weren't Mm. on the journey alone. Is that right? That's right. And it's. I think for me empowerment comes from having the confidence. So when you listen you know, like you, your message is consistent. You listen to the message. It's that, it's that constant there that is a support for you. I um I bought a Thermomix as well and really found that I loved cooking and making all these different treats and things. And it was so rewarding to go to the farmer's market and then make everything myself from scratch. So I can, you know, I can have Matt's tomato sauce. I don't have to go and buy it from Woolworths. <laughs> I can... I can have it myself that I've made myself and it just tastes so much better as well when you know what's in it and that you've made it with love. I, um, I, I think, think that that's think- the trick. I think that's the trick is um, is making life easy for us. We, we, we need to um, feed our evolutionary body but we don't have to do it in an evolutionary way over a, a fire and, you know, using a knife. We actually have tools today that enables us to make our yogurts and um, all of our sauces and everything from scratch but easy. I remember when I got my Thermomix 
um, which was probably eight or nine years ago now. And I, I remember thinking, oh, I've got to make another cake. The kids eat it so fast. And then I've got to do muffins. I've got to do this. And the Thermomix just switched everything, making it easy and fun. And some people say, oh, but I like cutting. And I like go, well, you must have more time than me, but I don't. And to mm. throw an onion and garlic in there and have it chopped in seconds and then throw all the, the, the substances for a soup or a sauce or a gel, uh, you know, like it just makes our lives easier. And I think that's the yeah. big, big thing with our changes is don't make them hard. Make life easy. Buy the equipment that you need. And, yes, the Thermix has got a bit of a price tag on it. But, geez, I've had my nine years and I probably use it five times a day um, mm. and it's never let me down. And I've never yeah. had another machine since or bought another contraption since. Yeah. When yeah. I bought it, I, you know, you get the standard cookbook and I said, sort of looking at it going, oh, there's nothing for me in this. And, like, I'm going to have to get inventive here. And I mentioned it to the um, Thermomix lady and she actually gave me your cookbook, Sydney, your Thermomix. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and... Yeah, you know, like it just opened up again, like, oh, hang on, I it, I don't have to just cook out of this. I, and I did, I ate quite simply at the start because it, I guess that's where my comfort level was. Like I just threw every vegetable I could nearly lay my hand to into the Thermomix, chopped it, added mince or added a meat or a chicken, like into minced chicken and then cooked that up and that was somewhat what I lived off. It just was quick. Mm. I was living on my own. It was quick and it was just nutritious and that was better for me, you know, as takeaway and things like that than, it, you know, there was no temptation then to have to go somewhere else. And, Kate, yeah, that just worked for me at the start. Katie, I want to ask you, um, if, you know, like for, for many of us when we have our food kind of, to me the key is preparation. You go to the markets, or I, I see you at the markets on a Saturday <laughs> morning. I watch you, I have watched your life transform in front of me and it's been an incredible journey to, to be witness to. Um, one thing I've really noticed is the way you think and the way you talk and the way you really do um, converse with people now. Tell me, Justy, I, I know you've mentioned to me before how you love going down the rabbit hole and where Karen takes us. <laughs> Have you had any epiphanies out of that? Because um, I'd like you to, to head towards the belief of, of changing your mindset also attracted the man of your dreams. So, so share mm, with us yeah. that story. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking I'd missed him out. Oops. Um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I'd really, one of the first things I taught him, I think, Karen, you'll love this because it's one of your lines. Oh, God. Um, you can have anything you want, but I choose not to because he was saying, oh, I always feel like I'm missing out and because um, he's on a similar health journey. The day I met him, he started um, a program, an eight-week quit sugar program, and I thought, oh, you know, this is great, but then um, – the program had a lot of dairy and um, some processed foods in it. And so we were still, even though we're on a health journey and um, we were still, our beliefs weren't matched. And, yeah, I, it was, yeah, anyway, back to the start of that. Yeah, I really, um, I, was, I had done a lot of work on myself and, like, listening to what you girls say, practising the affirmations, taking the time out for self-care which 
you know, I've been doing. And then, yeah, I just thought I was sort of was looking for, for someone and I just gave up and then he just appeared. And um, we met for 10 minutes and then the next day we sort of had a somewhat of a blind date and um, he's just the man of my dreams and we now live together by the beach here on the Sunshine Coast and it's just beautiful. But um, still, yeah, coming together to, to form this mutual belief that we have now, you know, around food. Um, all his family have got Thermomix, but he didn't have one so it's been like a really welcome thing into our household. And it's just um, together we sort of nurture ourselves, like we call our house the nurture nest, and we just um, we just we just do in this space like what serves us. And I really believe, like listening to the three of you, when I met him, I really was sort of clear, like this is who I am, and. Like, you may take it or you may leave it, but I am who I am and I'm not changing. On our second date, I was doing a juice um, day. So he had a red wine and I had a green tea. And from then, like, we've just made, like, our lifestyles work together because he can have his choices and I can have mine, but yet we still have a great time together. I think that's, and, such, um, an, I think that's such an important key in any relationship is to be able to... Mm -hmm have respect for each other's choices without having to judge each other's choices where I think that sometimes that can be a big hurdle is that, mm. you know, a lot of the things that are socially acceptable, like having that red wine, um, yeah. you know, that's what's socially acceptable and if you don't do that, then, you know, you're, you're not seen as a sociable person, you're one of these misfits. But mm. you've, you've got him listening to Up For A Chat now. Is that what you said in the well, email? No, I haven't. He listens to part of it. Um, unfortunately, the hour's a bit long for him. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. It's just too much laughing. Oh, I wonder why. <laughs> I don't understand that at all. It, <laughs> but in, in good bits, I always pause it and, like, he'll listen to it. Like, the other night um, he was. we watched The Day in the Life of Cindy O'Meara on FMTV and the next morning he got up and he made his keto coffee. And I just happened to ask a question and his answer was, Cindy says, uh, <laughs> and I just love it. It's, <laughs> well, sometimes he'd say, like, what do you think Kim would say? Or, you know, what do you think oh. Karen would think about that? Isn't that <laughs> so awesome. even though he's not quite a lister, you're still very much a part of his life because, yeah, I, everyone who knows me sort of knows that I listen to this podcast and, yeah. Sometimes he'll listen to a really, um, like if it's a topic I really want him to listen to, like the one um, that you had on silence. Mm. Silence, nothing. No, the no thingness. Yes, mm. oh, yes. Shut the front door. A whole hour of nothing. That um, was a good yeah. one. That was a good show. That's yeah, I listened to it a few it. times. Yeah. That's probably why Katie, um, there was nothing. No laughing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Katie, tell everybody what the, the two of you are doing together in regards to the appliances. Share with that little project that you're both doing. Um, about so, the collection. Yes. Sorry, Kim? No, just about the collection and what you're doing with the appliances. I'd really love you to share that. Yeah, so um, 
sorry, do you mean like the thermomix and stuff or do you mean like to together to make our nurture nest a nurture nest or? No, no, you know how you told me how you're collecting appliances and then you're donating them back. Oh, sorry, yeah. So that's John. Yeah, John has – so when I did my community project with um, engaging the speakers, I John actually launched his own um, project as well. So he is um, the founder of Free the Juices. So he will um, reunite. So someone might have a juicer in their home that they're no longer using because they've upgraded, but they still have it in their house. He will then match that with a family who want to start juicing but aren't really sure where to start or maybe can't afford one. So, uh, yeah, he's just, he, we have, he's called Free the Juicers. So, it, um, yeah, it connects the community. So it's some, there's been some fantastic people who, um, put their hands up for one and he's matched them and it hasn't just been here on the Sunshine Coast as well. He's um, branching out a bit more within Australia. But, yeah, that was a project that um, he had running alongside when I was doing the other project. So the greatest thing around this, sorry, Cindy. No, no, that's okay. Hold hold your thought. But what I'm thinking here (laughs) is here's someone who's been listening to a show, took a little while to get started, something resonated, she started making changes. And then what I hear in in stories like yours, Katie, is rather than self-sabotaging and constantly being on this, it's not fair, how do I do this, it seems so easy for everybody else, oh my God, I'm going to self-sabotage even more. As you develop and get fitter and healthier and you start making small changes that eventually when you look back have actually actually been a massive change over a period of time you then turn into a place of service and and that is what I think was what really got me into your story was you went from being quite selfishly sabotaging who you truly could be into a person who has now walked the talk, traveled the journey, gone through the humps and the highs, and then sort of thought, oh my gosh, what can I do now to serve my community by doing that community project of getting those amazing speakers and amazing because I was one of them um and then, <laughs> no and then and then you know John the ripple effect of having John create his own community project uh, that speaks volumes to me and and I really want to honor you and congratulate you 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 both but you by being that leader and the person out the front and the and the beautiful woman that you are has totally taken the whole emphasis off you and turned it into wanting to help others and and I really think that's what drives the three of us as well and perhaps why those that listen to Up For A Chat do find it such a, a girlfriend kind of tribal kind of mm. community where we're all on the same journey together. Um, and I just wanted to say thank you. Thank you for stepping into your community and being that voice. And it is a ripple effect without a doubt. So, so sorry, Cindy, I just really wanted to commend her on that and, and I want <laughs> you to carry on with your question, sorry. Can I interrupt? No, that that we that was that was agree, and it's, uh, it's just blown me away um, your amazing journey, and I'm so glad that we gave you that information in order for you to do it. But I just want to empower people that it's not about the information; it's about the acting on the information. So all we are are conduits to give you what you need in order for you to act on it. So we may have 10,000 listeners, 
And of those 10,000 listeners, some may just be listeners, but others are people like you who have done this amazing thing and, and said, right, I'm going to do something. I'm going to do what I'm learning. So I want to congratulate you there. But the other thing I wanted to say is that I'm just um, blown away by the, you know, a young couple doing what you're doing. I love your partner's um, that that whole way of thinking that he's doing with the, the juices. And I'm wanting to know, uh, is he doing it in New Zealand? Because there's a bunch of students at the Auckland New Zealand College of Chiropractic who need juices um, and they can't afford them. So is he doing mm-hmm. it in other countries? I just think it's it's huge. Yeah, he um, his brother went on holiday in New Zealand and bought a juicer for his... Um for his trip and then he donated it as part of free the juices at the end of his trip um that's all i've heard of for him in new zealand but it doesn't mean it can't get started up he john empowers leaders as well so he's in like we had some contact from people in wa it makes no sense to post over there but he empowered someone over there to then be the leader for the project in their area and so then you know they can and he gives them tips on, you know, because he rings Gumtree ads and say, like, would you donate instead of selling it? And, you know, it's just the person's choice if they want to contribute to their community. So, yeah, by all means, he that's, that's certainly an area he can look into. Can I just Do say you, as well, he, um, yeah. he, was, he was very against juicing when I first met him. He was like, it's all, <laughs> you've got to blend, blend. Like, juicing, yeah. no, juicing's no good. And <laughs> now he probably juices more than I do. <laughs> um, I'm just wondering if we'll ever get to free the, the Thermomix. What do you oh. think? <laughs> <laughs> now you're on to something. <laughs> free the Thermomix. <laughs> new Thermomix and they might have their old Thermomix sitting there and it's like, well, free the Thermomix. <laughs> now, I don't know. I've seen a couple of people who've bought those new Thermomixes and they will not give up their old one. Yeah, I know. It's like now they've got two Thermomixes and now they're finally yeah. feeling complete. Yeah, the world is the world is a happy place, but <laughs> it's true because you know if you're if you're making jam or you're making a sauce, it's taking a long time, and you want to be making other things like pate or you know I know that you would never do that, Karen, but you Correct. know I would do that, <laughs> and you want to be making pate, and then when the pate's finished, you want to do something else, and then well that one's making the the sauce it's taking fifty minutes, you've actually just prepared ten other things because you have another thermic, so. I get that. I do get that. <laughs> I love it. I just, I love what you're doing. I just think, um, I'm just in awe of you, Katie. Absolutely in awe of you, of um, what you've done, how you've changed your life, how you've met the man of your dreams, how he's just as socially and environmentally and health aware as you. So it's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Thank Tell you, us Cindy. more. Tell us more things that are happening. More. Um, well, he, yeah, on a, when I have, when I've, I've had my surgery about six weeks ago, he's just been absolutely fantastic. So he works from home so he can be my support and yeah, he had to dress and shower me there for a while and he just, he just did it and it was just, he really is just a beautiful man. And, um, yeah, we're not really so sure what, about what our next thing is. Yes, what sorry, about education then, darling? What what have you been doing in the couple of years you've been listening to Up for a Chat? Where have you found your path going for your own self-education? What other things have you or courses or anything that you've been doing to educate yourself outside the realm 
of um, of perhaps not doing anything? Where what's your journey been in education? Yeah, so I see Opera Chat definitely as education, and then I about a year ago I sort of started listening to more of the couch, and um, like I really enjoy. I've pretty much listened to every show on the couch now, and um, haven't made it to a wellness summit yet, but it's on the list for next year, and. I read books that are recommended. Um, I also have my own following, so I treat my Instagram just as health. So I put up photos that I'm up, what I'm up to with health, what recipes I've been making or what John and I have been up to. Like John and I actually have a Facebook page called John and Kate's Plate, so that takes in I our life that. as our plate. So <laughs> we, it's a, just a new page. We just thought it was just a cool little outlet, something for both of us because um, we're, you know, we're both minimalists as well. So John's been on the minimalist journey a lot longer than I have, but um, he's helping me. And, um, yeah, we just we have a lot of different um, things going on. So we just thought John and Kate's plate encompasses our whole life as a plate, so you get lots of little different things on there. I did um, Kim's course at the start of this year, and that was just it was amazing. So Kim spoke at Open the Project and I put this project on to empower people to change and it was all about the community and then I really got that there was actually more for me to learn. I learned something from every speaker. Like we had Sheridan as well, Cindy, your nutritionist. Sheridan came and spoke and oh, I just, yeah, yeah. And, we, you know, Adele Veggie Head, I had Dr. Sarah from the Bucci Company come all the way from Ipswich. Everyone spoke for free. Oh. Like there was nothing. Yeah, it was – I had um, Energy Life Water, a lady called Sally who owns it, coming from like a couple of thousand Ks away to come and speak for free. She couldn't make it in the end. But we had lots of amazing speakers and, you know, my chiropractor and naturopath as well. And um, – so I, I certainly learnt through, you know, attending the project. I took I took ahas and take homes away from those, and even the conversations, you know, just setting up the talk. There's, I was forever getting empowerment for myself as well. But doing Kim's course, oh my goodness, I um, I listened for up for a chat, and I I thought I really understood, you know, what Kim was about. But there's just this whole other level to it. <laughs> And just what the oils bring as well. Like I think, Kim, possibly, like you've talked about them a lot more recently, but I never really got what such an anchor they can be. And, yeah, just being in a like-minded tribe as well, it's just been fantastic. And the oils, just for my recovery, like I'm really clear my recovery from this surgery has been very different to what it would have been if I hadn't have had 28 in my life. And... Mm. <laughs> like I, I actually have my vaporizer all set to go and gave like mum instructions on because my parents came up from Tassie to help John look after me at the start and had all instructions on what to do when she got the call to say I was coming home and <laughs> so when I got home there was beautiful smells going in the house and because I wasn't really sure when I'd be home and just from then it's just been a total anchor and just learning so yeah there's up for a chat I like to read um, that's about all the, um, the train. I've been, I was lucky enough to, um, win a day to Marcus Pearson, Sam Gowing's talk on the Gold Coast, Food Health Wealth at the start of this year as well. Mm. And, you know, it's, I'm, 
the tribe is forever growing, I think, and you you get to – there was a couple of um, people there who had Facebook pages that I follow, so it's really lovely to meet them. And another podcaster on the wellness couch was there and I um, I was lucky enough to go to a chiropractic conference and meet Lawrence Tam. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just – I think as well once you know someone and what they're about and you just – you know you can completely trust their message. You can immerse more in what they're saying than trying to work out, you know, does my philosophy align with yours? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I use Instagram a lot like that as well. It's just I don't sort of keep in touch with my friends. I'm more looking at recipes and inspiration to, you know, think different things to keep trying. Um, I just want to say that I really... <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to talk about the program like that, but what I did notice, and I really want to thank you for that because a lot of heart and soul went into it. And I actually thought, for some reason, I I thought with your knowledge around the oils and and what you've done with them now, I think what I've really noticed in you is, is every time I see you, you talk about now about them as an anchor and what they've done and the new shift that you're doing and and when I see your sparkling face and I watch how excited you get by all these things as opposed to who you were uh, and how you've described yourself from two years ago I just think um, the the power again and, and I really really adhere to what Cindy's saying is the action you've taken it's all very good and well listening to all of this and, and reading books and, and looking at podcasts but the fact that you've driven yourself to workshops and you've put on events and that you use your oils in a daily way and you're looking at the food and preparing yourself every single week nutritionally, emotionally, spiritually and physically, I think that's the key I'm taking from you, which is what the three of us are getting inspiration from with you, is um, the constant reminder that, yes, these these chats that we have, I think that's what Cindy, Karen and I are to each other, is a constant check-in um, mm. and a constant reminder of of what is possible and I think that's where you have really started to touch our hearts is is the reaching out and again back to that service so I want to ask you what is your future hopes you're you're sitting here now you've made a massive shift and change over the last two years where does Katie Hoodless want to go from here oh I really don't know um since I've been since I've had my operation, um, my job actually got restructured and I'm, I'm actually currently unemployed. So the world really is my oyster for the next, the next thing and I don't really know where I'm headed. Um, I'm just sort of talking to people and seeing what opportunities there are out there. Um, I'm really enjoying this health field but I still feel like I'm very early on taking these actions and, yeah, I... I'm not really sure. I definitely know that, you know, the oils, because even the oils took John and my relationship to this whole new level and we didn't even realise that there was there was anything missing there. Um, it's just really added to it for us. So I know that, you know, the food's definitely staying the way it is. The oils and the nurturing of each other's definitely staying the way it is. And our mindset, like we're constantly talking to each other and sort of coaching on different aspects of our life just so that we can have the best mindset and always sort of be positive and looking for the new experience and not dwelling on our current circumstance or something that happened or something that someone said what did might that have meant we're really just um focusing on the future and just trying to be the best that we can so 
Yeah, I really don't know. What would your advice be to someone listening to this as far as how, um, you know, someone that's maybe struggling where you were two years ago, what would be your top tips on supporting someone like that and where where to start and, and what they should be doing or what's worked? Yeah. I really can't emphasise enough just to take the first step. It's just that's where my whole thing comes from, empowering people for the confidence to take that first step. So, and I, you know, you, you've this, that's been your message throughout this podcast as well, but I really think it is just taking that first step. Not, not everything works for everybody. So there's not one thing, you know, what my first step was might not actually be the best first step for you. But I think it's just testing the waters and checking in with how you're feeling and just really like honouring yourself. So, yeah, my, my top tip would be just to take action. And I really think as well, listening to this podcast every week, a lot of my friends have started listening now since I listen. And it's just so empowering to then share with other friends, you know, oh, what did you think about this week? What were your ahas? What are you taking action on? How do you do that? Oh, I found if I tweak it this way. Whereas at the start, I was very much on my own because I was with my friends who were all, you know, still in the party stage. So I sort of had to remove myself from that group before, you know, making all these changes, spending a bit of time on my own and then finding a new sort of peer group. I still, and yeah, I honestly just can't emphasise enough, I guess, take action and just really be, um, like just honour yourself, be really nice to yourself. Like it doesn't matter. You don't have to make that decision every moment of every day. Like everyone still slips up. And it's, when you do, it's just a great reminder that this doesn't actually serve my body and I'm going to take them and, you know, going to keep taking that action because it does serve the best me. It's a massive, it's a massive transition that you've made then, Katie, because it's not just about you losing the weight and it's not just about you finding the man of your dreams. While for most people that would be big enough and life-changing enough circumstances and, and, and occurrences but for you, it's been a whole recreation of everything in your life, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, social, um, everything mm. that you've related to as normal. It's as if the timing was right for you to find us. And I, and I found that with a lot of people who listen to Up For A Chat, it just somehow they stumble across it. And the timing is always perfect and with that, you were ready to find a new normal or to create a new normal and to, you know, for us to have been able to share that ride with you is not only an honour, it's a real, you know, it's a real thrill for all three of us. And I know that I speak for all of us when I say that. It's, it's a real thrill to be able to hear about the real life stories when it's just us three gals getting on and having a laugh and a chat and talking about the things that we've discovered, learned and loved. So it's, it's really awesome to, to hear about it. But I, I really, you know, and Kim mentioned this earlier and so did Cindy. This is nothing small by any means for what you've actually been through. You've, you've done a full 360 in your entire life, including your friends and including, you know, the way that you relate to the world. And, and now it's going to be including your work as well. So yeah. The world really is your oyster, isn't it? I mean, really, you've just done this whole big reinvention. You're and you're sitting there saying, "Right, ready, yeah. come and get me." 
<laughs> yeah, that is it. And uh, I just the way that you girls present, though, like you do, like I just feel like I'm sitting there at the table with you and we're laughing. And like when I, because when I'm on the Sunshine Coast, when I see you girls out and about, I do just feel like coming up, you know, oh, you're tart, how are you going? Like I just, you feel so like warm. I love it. You should. Really? What you should, really. You should. No, you really should. You really should. <laughs> oh, I, I'm just waiting for the, oh, hi, you your, your skanky $2 uh, whatever she yes, yes. <laughs> that's when we'll be really close um, intimate, <laughs> intimate that's what that is intimate <laughs> can, can I just um, say something Katie that yeah. one of the things um, that we do talk about and that is that if you don't know where you're going then the universe doesn't know and can I recommend you go back and listen to the one where we did on manifesting mm-hmm. and because I think the like if I got the book Manifesting Matisse and because a lot of people are in your position and they go, oh, well, you know, I don't know what to do. I don't, you know, what do I do? And um, with Manifesting Matisse, they, there's specific questions that are asked of you and so you answer those questions and all of a sudden you may get an aha and and one of the things that is in Manifesting Matisse is a gratitude, to, to have gratitude. And I remember two and a half years ago now, my daughter didn't know what she wanted to do. She was on her gap year. And I said to her, honey, let's buy a book each and let's just write 10 things that we're grateful for. And we started to do that. And very, very quickly she started to formulate what she wanted to do. She wanted to go back to university. She wanted to go down the Gold Coast. She wanted to do that. And all of a sudden it came to her and that was just doing gratitude. We didn't even do the rest of the, the questions that are asked in this, this book, Manifesting Matisse by Michelle Nilsson. So I'm just, um, I guess I'm, I hope I'm not micromanaging you, but I just, no. I just feel that maybe that's something that you can do and then something will come into your path that, is what you want and not what you don't want. Yeah. Beautiful, Cindy. You know, that's, that's awesome. great. Yeah. yeah. I always feel like you're just talking straight to me, but that time you really were. That's cool. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really good reminder too, though, Cindy, isn't it? I mean, we've spoken about that on the podcast before, but I think it's beautiful to be able to bring that back up again in such a relevant situation mm-hmm. because you are in your most creative moments right now where the, the future is is unfolding before your eyes and creating a whole new experience of life. So I think perfect timing to be thinking about something like that, that as Cindy suggested. Awesome. Yeah, thank you very awesome. much because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to be a contribution and, yeah, really my body's mended. I'm, I'm good to go, be back in the world. So, yeah, thank you. Wonderful. And I love how you um, – obviously prepared yourself for this operation, not only um, the preparation leading up to it but what was going to happen after it and no doubt you had a plan and everything like that. And I think that that is a a key for many people that they do have control um, of how well they'll heal. One of the things that I know that we're now starting to see is that gelatin is a wonderful thing if there's a broken bone. You know, it's a wonderful um, healer if there's a broken bone. So more, like I used to get mad at Jello in the um, in the hospital, but now I'm like going, okay, if it's a broken bone, you can have Jello, but try and stick out of the sugar and the colours. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, we I took all my own food. Well done. Tell us, <laughs> tell us your preparation. Um, yeah, what foods you ate in the hospital and uh, that allowed you to heal so well. Yeah, well, leading up to it, I did actually start your four-phase fat, but then my surgery date got brought forward a couple of months, so I did cut that short. So, because um, I really just wanted to be back, you know, clean, as clean as possible. Um, I love making the gelatin lollies. Mm. I've um, <laughs> at the moment we've got um, coconut milk and cinnamon ones, but generally I just like orange. Mm. Um, and we absolutely love our bone broth. Um, so this is all stuff that um, has evolved with John and I both. So we're both, um, this isn't something I was doing before I met him, but it's something that's a part of both of our lives now. It's just really automatic. Um, I, I bought some of the dehydrated bone broth because I wasn't sure. I know in hospital they sort of serve lukewarm water and I thought, um, sorry, I didn't think I'd have access to warming up bone broth. So I bought some of the broth of life. Yes. Um, dehydrated bone broth and took that little jar with me and I took some of your sea salt um, with me, so your seaweed salt, a little container mm-hmm. of that with me to season it. I, um, I bought a couple of the blue dinosaur paleo bars. Mm-hmm. I took some lollies. Um, I also just for good fats, just in case I needed to keep going, I actually make my own chocolate. So um, with coconut oil and freshly grated ginger and um, yeah, yeah, ginger and turmeric, part yeah. And I had um, a little esky with a couple of green smoothies in it with your green powder. And uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to think what else. Um, You're I amazing. Some, I had a couple of different spritzes. Um, <laughs> oh, and I had some of the rose pan of chocolate because Kimmy's taught me how you know, fantastic rose oil is for the vibration. So I thought it's got to be good for healing. So I took some of that. Um, I think that was basically um, I wasn't sure how long I was going to have to stay in hospital and I let them um, I let them let me out the same day. I, um, I got up and walked half an hour after I woke up and um, they had me on this big walking frame and I thought, I don't need this. And I just walked on my own. And um, they said, then it got a bit too far. So I had one crutch and I kept one crutch for a while. But, yeah, they let me come home the, the same day. I sort of woke up in recovery at, I think, 4 o'clock. And, um, yeah, we were back here on the coast, I think, by about 9. Oh, and yes. um, so I didn't even need half of the food that I took. But anyway, John was really lovely and carried it all around for me because <laughs> I had all these different bags. Like this is my bag for if you're just visiting me, this is the bag for if I'm staying in overnight. And, yeah, I had my parents. Like I just I felt like I was really – I had my parents up here from Tassie and I had John. Like I live by the beach and I've got this most stunning view of by Alex. And I just think where better else to recover than somewhere like this than in a dark um, hospital room so yeah oh my operation was in Brisbane sorry yeah so yeah oh, well yeah. done well done yeah so it's well done yeah. all right talk oh, about yeah. taking so everything inspiring. in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I love oh, wow what Katie, where can people follow you um John and Kate's plate would probably be the best place on Facebook I am just Katie Hoodless on Instagram as well 
right. either of those two places. I'm loving the I do most of the... plate. I think that sounds yeah. awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I love it too. It's quite new, but yeah, I probably do most of the posting anyway. But <laughs> it's great. Uh, That's awesome. Just this a is... bit of fun, a bit of an outlet. Okay, I'm following you now. I just went oh, to you. Yeah, yeah, I've just done the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking, and, and now I can see you, Katie. Uh, <laughs> Katie, just, just I know we're coming to the end of our of our interview with you, but what would be um, your final words of wisdom, insights, aha, epiphanies? What's is there anything that we've missed that you would love to share? Mm. Well, I think just sorry. No, no, carry on. No, I think it is just take the first step and and just everything in life evolves. So something that might work for you today, you know, you, you may think, oh, that was, you know, you learn more, you do more, and everything's always evolving. So there's no, like, wrong step, I think. It's just taking the action. So and even if, yeah, sometimes if you take an action, you think, oh, that wasn't actually the best, you've still learned from it. I think that that is my take home, learn from everything, because I do. I always look for the lesson, and that's from listening to you guys, is questioning everything and yeah, just listen and take the lessons. I think that's really good advice too, you know, learn everything, be an avid student. But I also think it starts with the willingness to question and, and you've totally nailed that, Katie. Mm. Be willing mm. to question what you believe, be willing to question what you see, be willing to question what people mm. tell you in conditioning. Just question everything. Even, you know, and I've said this before, even questioning your name. You know, it's not your name. Let's not be so attached to it question the yeah. way that we identify ourselves and what we think we are because it really pinches off our ability to transform and you know you've you've been such an inspiring example for everybody listening to today's show about what becomes possible when you just don't attach to what you've become you attach to what you will become you know what you what you want to become mm. and I, I i think that's just so profound you're a legend love a bit of a legend yeah, thank you if I can share with you my little take-homes that I've taken from this today, I would have to say that the first thing is to take action, obviously, but maybe prior to that along the way Karen thinks is to be open to the possibility of the fact that there is new information that we can take action on. So I think that was a big aha. I think also the fact that you created a whole lot of rituals around self-care and ongoing education and obviously for you, things like oils and food and listening to your podcasts have become very regular um, rituals. I think the other thing I've taken home from you is that preparation is key. Um, so no matter what time, no matter what it is when you're committed to your health and well-being, you'll probably get to the markets earlier if it's important to you to have that food in the fridge and to make sure you prepare it and taking on things like bone broths and uh, juicing and all of those different things have obviously become a high priority for you. I also think the other thing I've taken from you is reading. Um, being open to reading new books and listening to podcasts, you know, obviously similar to Up for a Chat where people mention a book and not only do you hear the book mentioned, but obviously you're someone who goes to the library. You don't have to be someone who has to buy every book. You can go to libraries and I thought that was a really interesting take on that because one of the excuses that people make at times is I can't afford that and I think the fact that we have such a thing as, as libraries um, and so many free 
um, things like the FM TV, watching Cindy do her rituals, um, looking at things and being open to learn. For me personally, um, you've just given me a whole lot of reminders around how important it is. And I think the big aha I got from listening to Cindy and Karen just then, which was maybe a good aha for you hopefully too and our listeners, is to, you know, you can't, there's no point having all this information and not having a dream on where you want to take it. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be thinking big or that we should have these massive plans, but I really got that from you just then, Cindy, was, you know, really think about at least if nothing else, have a clear direction on how you want to keep feeling or how you want to keep projecting yourself out there into the world because that, I believe, is what keeps you accountable. That's what will stop you from slipping back into maybe the the patterns that were there prior to this mind shift or these pattern interrupts that you've created. So, you know, I've taken a lot from today and, and I just want to say thank you. you. I know how nervous you were about doing this and, and that's why I did not give you a lot of time. Um, when I said, trust me, 10 minutes before we went to air, I texted Katie and went, are you ready? And um, and I just want to say thank you for being brave. And, and that would probably be my final tip from someone like you would be to have courage, be brave and step outside your comfort zone. So well done. Did I did I cover everything, girls? Oh, oh yeah. It was brilliant. Awesome. Awesome. Brilliant summary, Kim. Yeah, yeah. brilliant. Well, I just think this has been an amazing podcast. And I, for one, I'm actually going to share this in one of my newsletters. I think <sighs> I think people need to realise what you've done, Katie. And I think it would be would be absolutely lovely to have this um, to spread around to to give people hope. I think that's the biggest thing is that you're giving hope. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. and an example that hey, you can do it. You know, it's not like you've got to be. A, a rocket scientist or you've got to be something special you can just be yourself and you can you can make changes in your life in a massive massive way yeah like even with John and I like there's still things that suit his body that don't suit mine so it's still you know trying things and I might not feel great after it he feels like he's absolutely alive so it is just be your own expert and just you know just keep just keep experimenting yeah beautiful yeah awesome well this has been a fabulous fabulous show katie thank you for being a part of it (laughs) thank you so much it's been fantastic and it's awesome that we can we can hang out with you and and you get to hang Mm. out with the tart herself the rock star (laughs) and the princess in person hey (laughs) so we're looking really forward to our 150th show coming back up oh not our 150th our 300th show give us another 150 and look out (laughs) who knows what we're going to do how exciting so happy anniversary to us happy birthday to us it's, it's, um, it's up for a chat and we've just had an absolute ball delivering the last 150 shows. Thank you to everybody who's followed us and who has made this show possible and allowed us to be a voice for you and a voice for ourselves and to just really um, discover a journey of how three women just hanging out and having a chat can make a difference. So if You know, anybody out there is flirting with the possibility of making a difference for themselves. Don't let fear hold you back. Get in, get amongst it. You know that you can do it. We've done it. You can do it too. And there's nothing extraordinary about any of us. So go ahead and 
spread your love, share your light and show this world what a magical creature you are because it's time for you to step up and it's time for you to step out and make the world a better place because you're a part of it. We are so excited that you share up for a chat with us. Please go to iTunes, give us a five-star rating and of course, tell everybody that you know about up for a chat. And we're going to look so forward to seeing you next week on our 151th episode of Up For A Chat. So join us here, same time, same station, and we're going to see you on the ride. Thanks so much for being part of the ripple effect that's changing the world. All of our love. Bye, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.